0: This is The Guardian.
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Looking for your next great podcast?
0: First, it was Storm Dudley.
2: It's really during Wednesday afternoon that winds pick up across many parts of the UK, but particularly central and northern areas.
0: Thousands of people were left without power in parts of northern England and train lines were shut down across Scotland.
2: Well, today, of course, is all about Storm Dudley. Things have gone quite quiet out there after some gusty weather this morning in central and southern areas, but much quieter now.
0: And then, on Friday, ...storm Eunice arrived.
2: Well, if the predictions are right, it could be damaging to say the least. Gale force winds have prompted an amber uh, warning here... ...for the last couple of hours, meaning there is a risk to life.
0: Bringing with it more than 80 mile an hour winds... ...Eunice caused death and injury... ...pulling down trees, roofs and even church spires. It also grounded much of our transport... Although not some of the brave pilots attempting to land at London's Heathrow Airport.
2: Easy, 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 easy. Go on, son. Oh, OK, tippy toe. Is it too cold? Yeah, big swing, man. <laughs>
0: It was the worst the UK has experienced in decades. But just as much of the population hope to get their power back on and hammer up the garden fences again, yesterday it was Storm Franklin's turn.
1: The UK is set to see more devastation as it's hit by a third named storm in just one week.
0: Three big storms in such quick succession seems like a rare event, and it is. But with the climate crisis causing havoc to our weather systems, could we expect this to happen more often? And could the storms get much worse? From The Guardian, I'm Madeline Finlay, and this is Science Weekly. Otto, you're a climate scientist at Imperial College London and an expert on extreme weather events and climate change. And I know that you've written a book about this subject called Angry Weather, which seems like the perfect way to describe what we've been experiencing here in the UK over the past few days. So if we start with that, what kind of patterns can bring storms like Eunice, for example?
1: All of these storms happen when we have cold air and warm air with a relatively large difference between the air temperature meeting relatively quickly. And that leads to high winds. It's not unusual for this to happen in the winter. What was very unusual this time was that we had three storms within a single week. And one of these storms, Eunice, also wasn't so far. Pretty striking, as it had what's called a, a sting jet. So that is when, in a very short amount of time, a lot of warm air is descending, and therefore causing extremely high winds over a very small area, which made Eunice yeah a particularly damaging storm.
0: So it's quite rare to get something like a sting jet. How common is it to get these kinds of weather events? These three storms in a row, because. I feel like we've given it quite a lot of media coverage and storms do get a lot of media coverage here. So it might feel like they happen more often than potentially they actually do in reality.
1: So that they now happen within a single week is rare, but it's not unusual to have several storms in relatively short time span in a winter. So for example, in 2015, we had even the same letters of the alphabet, we had Desmond and then Eve and Frank relatively shortly after hitting further north in the UK. But as you said, it always gets a lot of media coverage because these storms with high winds and often a lot of rainfall and then storm surges cause a lot of damage and the damage is also very immediate, unlike with, with heatwaves where, where we only really see the losses and damages month after.
0: Now, we know that the climate crisis is going to increase the likelihood of extreme weather events in the future, weather events that will cause damage, as you've described. But can we say if the climate crisis played any role in these
1: storms? So we can in a minute, but (laughs) I think it's really important to, to highlight that not all weather events are are becoming more likely and more extreme. It's mainly heat waves and also heavy rainfall events that are um, the types of extreme events that already have become more likely and more intense. So one type of event that has not become more extreme or more intense and likely because of climate change are actually these kind of windstorms, which we have seen this last week. At least when you look at it from the wind point of view. So when we look at observations of wind speeds, there's no increase in the wind speeds in the UK. There's one exception, and that is for these sting jets, which we had with Eunice. There are some studies that suggest that they might become more frequent towards the end of the century if global mean temperature get really high. But, of course, wind is not the only thing that's... um, happening in these winter storms, they are usually associated with rainfall, have become more intense because of climate change. And then also because sea levels are higher, storm surges are higher, and this means these storms are more damaging than they would be without climate change.
0: So we're able to say that storms generally will be more damaging perhaps because of the rainfall and the sea level rises in the future. How challenging is it to link particular weather events to the climate crisis? Because you're one of the leaders of the World Weather Attribution Initiative, which tries to figure this out.
1: Yes. So it is. um, how easy it is depends on the type of weather event. And what we need to do to figure out if a particular event has been made more likely or less likely We need historical data of the type of event so that we can see how these events have behaved in the past. And we need climate models that are able to simulate these types of extreme weather events. And we do have this for heat waves. We have models and data for the rainfall aspects. But for example, for the wind components, we don't have the same quality of data, but There are attribution studies to windstorms which is also why we know that there is no evidence that they have increased
0: let's get on to other places around the world because it feels a bit strange to say in the midst of a storm but here in the uk are weather is pretty mild compared to a lot of places. Is the climate crisis going to make storms worse elsewhere? Where could be badly hit in the future?
1: So for tropical cyclones, and in particular in the North Atlantic basin, so in the Caribbean and and also the Gulf of Mexico, we have seen and we have evidence that tropical cyclones have become not more frequent, but the cyclones that are happening are more intense. And also the same holds as for the extra tropical cyclones that we have here, that the rainfall associated with them is more intense because of climate change and also the storm surges are higher. There are very few studies looking at tropical cyclones elsewhere in in the other ocean basins. So for example, Madagascar and Mozambique have both been hit by tropical cyclones within the last month. But we are still trying to get the data to be able to do this study. But in general, it's not so important how bad climate change hits a country or a society, how large the changes are, but how large the vulnerability of the population is. And that is often very different in lower income countries than in high income countries like the UK.
0: And I suppose that mitigating some of these disasters depends on prediction. And you spoke about how important historical data is for measuring the interaction between the climate crisis and extreme weather events to try and understand these relationships better. Is there a push to try and get more and better data from some of the places that you've mentioned
1: Yes, there there is. So the WMO, so the World Meteorological Organization, have announced that they would urge all their member states, and that's most states of the world, to make the data, the weather data that they have, available to research and to also make sure that weather stations are maintained so that we can have better data. Because it's not just important to answer the question what the role of climate change is, but it's also important to evaluate the weather models to make forecasts. And these forecasts have become, as we have seen here in the UK with with these storms, incredibly good. So we knew exactly when the storm would happen and that it would be very dangerous. And so the warning was very good. And the warning systems are one of the very important things to help us becoming resilient to weather events and also to changes in weather events.
0: And Freddie, how do we become more resilient in the future from the impacts of the kind of extreme weather events that you've
1: described? One important, very, very important part is education, to inform everyone and to teach everyone what to do with warnings, with early warning for storms and early warning for heat waves, where to go, how to stay safe. So that's a very important component. And then, of course, we have to make sure that our cities are built in a way that helps us to be more resilient to weather extremes in this part of the world it means we have to have more green spaces we have to have better insulated houses not building and floodplains so these are things that everywhere in the world we need to do to deal with the changing weather
0: freddie thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast it's been really fascinating you're welcome thanks again to freddie otto Now, there's never a quiet time in politics, but it feels like, increasingly, there is so much to talk about. Which is why we're changing up our podcast, Politics Weekly. Now you can enjoy the best Guardian political reporting in two new podcasts. Join award-winning Guardian columnist John Harris and a cast of voices from up and down the country, as well as across the political spectrum, on Politics Weekly UK, which is out every Thursday from the 24th of February. Plus, you can continue to get the latest analysis of US politics with Guardian columnist and former Washington correspondent Jonathan Friedland with Politics Weekly America every Friday from the 25th of February. Search for Politics Weekly UK and Politics Weekly America on your preferred podcast app. And that's it from us today. The producer was me, Madeleine Finley. The sound design was by Rudy Zagaldo. And the executive producer was Max Sanderson. We'll be back on Thursday. See you then. This is The Guardian.
2: Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith, Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.